Today on Penny Dreadful, we talk about Ethan's family issues. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, Dreadfuls. Welcome back to After Buzz TV. We are here talking about Penny Dreadful oh! After Show. The episode, This World is Our Hell, episode five. Oh my goodness, we're like halfway through the season already. I know. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. You can follow me on Twitter at SerafiniTV. And today I have... I am Joel Monique, and you can find me everywhere at Joel Monique. Hey guys, I'm Renee Ariel, and you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Renee Ariel. Yes, unfortunately, Angela cannot join us tonight, but she will be back next week. We miss you. This world (laughs) is our hell. Real quick thoughts, what were your thoughts? This episode made me so mad for so many reasons. I loved it, <laughs> but I'm, like, very angry and I can't wait to discuss. Uh, theories abound. So many, mm-hmm. like, things. I've been thinking maybes and possiblies, and now we have even more maybes and possiblies. <laughs> this show is so much fun. I I mean, I agree. This episode, it, it felt really slow. It was a slow mm-hmm. burn kind of episode. I don't know if it was just because they were in the desert and they were walking around everywhere. For a long time. <laughs> but uh, there was a lot of ups and downs. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Sure. Just like emotional tones. And mm-hmm. I think that was the, the emotional upheavals that I think the show does so well. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we got a lot of answers with Ethan's backstory. And told in four different ways, but at least we got answers. Yeah, finally. I'm I'm happy about that. Me too. But before we even get to Ethan, let's talk about Victor and Dr. Jeffel, shall we? Okay, guys, I'm sorry. I don't see the romance there. I'm I'm trying. I looked, but I just see a little (laughs) friendly competition. And see, the fact that the competition is so intense to me is what makes, like, they are at each other's throats, like, constantly. And okay, but, like, that could just be competitive people. Like, I'm very competitive. Yeah. If I play Monopoly with someone, like, I'm going to be very angry with whoever I'm playing with, and I don't, like, want to <laughs> be in a relationship know. with them. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> But, like, I don't want to be in a relationship with them, so I feel like with their friendship, they're both inventors, and they're competitive, and they want to be the best. So that will come with the competition and the anger. I mean, obviously with Jekyll, but I mean that I think that's where it comes from, not like lust, you know. See, and here's the thing: boarding school, each other's only friends, oh. like lifetime. <laughs> I'm just saying it's adding up to me. We'll see. I mean, we'll the history is there. I can see where a lot of people are like pulling at any things to try to get those two together. I think, yeah, I agree with you, Renee. I'm not really seeing it because I see it more as <laughs> professional rivals. Yeah. And I think the problem is they're both very alpha kind of male chemists. Or, yeah. Or I shouldn't say chemists, but like doctors, doctors in that yeah. way. Um, yeah, I completely agree. Scientists more so. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's like they're so, they think alike, but, they, but they're but they so different. And then and I think that's where they clash they because they are so the, similar. Yeah. Well, they both think they're the best. Oh, they're yeah. both oh, yeah. very like, convinced well, of their superiority. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, even, even Victor said the line, I have, I came up with a more su- superior oh, yeah. concept. But first, okay, can we just talk about that too with the needle going into that? Yeah. That, I hated that. I don't like your idea, Victor. Stop it. That was a hard scene What, to was watch. that not awesome to watch? Oh my gosh, it made me cringe. Oh gosh, it first reminded me of like a tattoo needle, and I was like, that is not a tattoo no, needle. that was a longer needle than a tattoo going straight into the eye. Oh, I, at least they cut right before. Yes, I'm glad so. they cut because Thank you. I don't have a problem with needles. I have a problem with eyes. Yeah. So like any 
eye nucleations. Mm-hmm. No thank you. <laughs> no, I'm leaving. I thought we were going to go pure hostel on it, and I was really oh, excited and a little bit disappointed when we cut away. I was like, go all the way in. I oh want to see God. electricity no. in the eye. But the thing is, I wouldn't have been surprised if they did, because it's penny dreadful, and they <laughs> would do that. So I was like, I don't know. Don't, don't do it. And then it cut. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they didn't for the more sensitive people who are watching this show. (laughs) But they, again, left it up to the imagination and we wondered how torturous that was. But what do we think of this actual procedure? Now that we know that the patient Belfour has now been someone actually lucid and hasn't regressed for more than 24 hours. So that's longer than the first test. Mm. Yeah, but he's been sleeping. Or, or he's knocked out. Yeah, like he's not, I don't know. I, I don't believe this is going to work. I mean, improvements, he was not conscious for that time. But like, then he was conscious and he was better. Okay, hold up. <laughs> We're talking over each other. But, yeah, I mean, d- are there some improvements, though? It's lasting longer. I guess we'll have to see what happens. I think it's going to go back, but I don't know if it'll be worse or if it'll just be the same state. So I think yeah. that'll be the true tell in that. I don't buy it. You don't buy it? I don't buy it. I don't you think it's it? going to last. Like, I buy, like, what's happening, and I buy that this is, like, real science. I mean, we electroshock therapy has been used, and it works. So I think he's on the... Not through the eyeball. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, but he might be on the cusp of something. He's in the process of discovery. So I definitely want to give him his time to do his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I don't think it's going to last, because yeah. nothing lasts here. Nothing good happens. And he wants to do that to Lily? First of all, no. I'm really tired of his obsession with her. I know, let I'm it ready go. for him to get over it. Like, that wasn't real. Like, that person, that thing you had was, like, two days of, like, I don't know who I am. And then, like, three days of, like, I need to calculate my next move. Mm-hmm. And then she was a Lily we all know and love today, who is, like, queen and empress of her domain and about to take over the world. And I just need Victor to leave it be. Yeah, just, and unfortunately she wasn't in this episode. I know, I miss, I miss Lily. Two episodes Bring about Lily. Lily is too much. <laughs> I just feel that he even said, like, he was happy for a few days. Like, okay, welcome to having a crush. You're going to be happy for a few days. Like, <laughs> let the relationship roll out, see if it still works. Like, you barely dated her. You need to let it go. Maybe Victor. this is the other reason I'm pushing, like, him and Jekyll together. Wow. Like, just anyone else. Anyone. <laughs> this is never going to work Can for Victor you. have some kind of romance, whether it be a man or a female? Who knows? I mean, he's I a very obsessive and possessive. It doesn't let things go, so who knows? I think I think it was really sad when we saw Victor go up to back to his place, back and sniffing Lily's clothes. Like, oh dude. my gosh! It was more so. I was like, mm, you're not gonna have Lily in the same state that you loved her before. That's not yep. gonna happen. Move on. I think uh, Victor needs to take a little visit to Doctor Seward and get some help, <laughs> get some actual adjustment. And the thing is, even if he does try the experiment on Lily, like she's already been brought back once. What is this electric current going to? Like, if he somehow yeah. magically was able to get her in there to do the experiment, my guess is it wouldn't have the same effect because you're dealing with two different, like a once previously dead brain. As opposed, like, I just feel like that combination wouldn't work. Well, and the problem is, like, no way would Victor ever get the consent from Lily. Oh, and yeah. Lily's way too physically strong to take on Victor. Oh, so, yeah, like, 100%. no way would he ever, like, actually successfully go through with it with Lily. And I liked how Jekyll actually questioned him, like, can you mentally prepare yourself for that? No. As much as you want to, I don't think you can. No, he cannot. There's no way. I think he needs to go out to a bar and meet a new woman. Anybody, or, yeah. literally, or a guy. buy another woman if you have. To. Like, just get over this woman. <laughs> literally, <laughs> anyone. Just done. go find someone. You know, <laughs> you're a handsome man. You'll be fine. <laughs> you find someone. Just clean up. You know, it's like just get out for a night. You're you a smart might meet guy. Someone. 
Mm. Girls like smart guys. Yes. But I, again, I think he's also, there's the whole, again, just the theme of animal versus, like the prey versus predator. Yeah. And they mentioned lamb. Mm-hmm, a couple uh-huh. times with those two. Like, would you rather be the prey or the lamb? And I think Victor is definitely the symbolism of the lamb. Oh, yeah. I agree. That Victor is the lamb? Victor is a little bit of the lamb He's right totally now. He's totally the lamb. Victor, I don't, you don't think he's a lamb? I don't know. I don't. Because <laughs> I think he's conniving. And I think that he's, so, he think he's too blind. Like, a lamb is, like, just sheepish and innocent. Like, Victor is none of those things. Like, you actively... Like, killed a woman so you could bring her back to life, so you could brainwash her to use. Like, I just feel like that he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, if anything. And for me, that conversation referenced a lot more Jekyll and his, like, otherness in growing up and the whole, like, when he calls himself, like, his rage isn't even that bad. Like, he ca- refers to himself as a monster and, like, yeah. a, like, a terrible beast and that he wants to be able to be this docile creature. And to me, that was more of how people envision him. Like, mm-hmm. you're this brown kid and you're bad and you're evil and we don't know, like, where you're from and you're definitely not one of us so you must be a bad kid and that really that affected me a lot because i don't see him as a bad guy i think he's a guy who got stuck with a lot of shitty people around him yeah he hasn't shown any i would i wouldn't call what he's shown rage and but but you know victor i was like pokes a little bit like oh that's your rage there but like that's not what it is you know no yet yeah yeah, i'm sure we're gonna get there (laughs) i think it's attitude and angst a little bit um I, but I think it's a precursor to his rage. Mm-hmm, and for just, sure. also just saying the word rage tells the audience like, oh, he's capable of going even farther, getting pushed to the point of where we'll see Mr. Hyde. And speaking agree. of which, John Doe mm-hmm. in the live chat, thank you everyone for joining the live chat, said Ooh. Mr. Hyde might be able to subdue Lily. That is fair. Ooh. That's very true. That's very fair. I would kind of actually want to see that. Yeah, I want to see that too. I kind of want to team up with Dr. Hyde and, or, uh, yeah, Mr. Hyde and Victor. I thought, like, once Hyde started... Mr. Hyde versus Lily. Also dope. I thought that when Mr. Hyde manifested himself, that Victor would splinter away from that and Mm. be like, this is too violent or, like, because he's not a fighter. But seeing them team up and trying to, like, accomplish a goal together, even if it is to take down Lily, who's my favorite, (laughs) I think would be really cool to watch. I think, uh, I mean, Lily doesn't know Jekyll, Mm -hmm. so I feel like, I mean, we know Victor's not going to let it go, so when they come up with a plan, I feel like Jekyll will be the one to lure her in. Totally. How? I don't know. Okay. But that's, (laughs) yeah, that's pretty much all that we saw for Victor and Dr. Jekyll. Their experiment just lasted a little bit longer than last time. Yeah. We'll see if it actually lasts for forever. If it's permanent. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so the big storyline, pretty much, of this whole episode was Ethan. Ethan and Hecate, Sir Malcolm and Katane. They all just kind of finally meet up in this episode. Shoot, it's only been five episodes. Right? I know. A great <laughs> final buildup at the beginning of this episode. Just like, a little bit. All the stories, like, and getting to that campfire. Like, I was really ready for that meetup oh, as yeah. the episode built. I thought it was really well done by the writers. I agree. Um, so let, let's start with... Sir Malcolm and Katane first. Them two together. I still don't like Katane. I'm sorry. No. Well, okay, so what do you think of Katane's, his side of the story of Ethan slaughtering the Apache family, his family? I mean, I just, that relationship, I don't understand it. I get 
I get that it's, again, the love-hate, the duality, and I understand, but it's just like, he calls him his son, but he did that to his family, and that's another reason I don't trust that guy, because if someone murdered your family, I don't care how forgiving you are, I don't care if you're like, well, I want to wait till he dies, whatever. I wouldn't call my son, I wouldn't want nothing to do with him, I just want him out of this world. But this is a thing that happens, like, mothers, like, go visit the people that killed their child on death row, and become bonded, because, like, we now have this connection, like, in Highland Matter where that came from like we are now connected and I get how Ketanae could have evolved this relationship with Ethan like first first he was just gonna punish him like I'm gonna make you fight your own army I'm gonna make you stand side by side with the people like you killed our families you're gonna have to stand right by us and this is gonna be torture for you Mm -hmm. but how over like as they're watching people die together as they're fighting together how that relationship of like you're my kid now I taught you our history our heritage and you honor that and you helped us get vengeance you're my son now I would call this a toxic relationship. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely one of those. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, I I think it's interesting how Ketane was, again, you know, making him go through all this punishment and whatnot. But he kept, he was at that point where he was okay with his life. If he died, he died. Yeah. Yeah. His line. I think the only reason why he's so adamant and gung-ho about finding Ethan is just making sure that, like, his in prophecy a way, doesn't come true. Yeah, That's like creepy. his story doesn't completely unfold or he fully, in a way, not really redeems himself, but he sees the end of Ethan's story and then he's okay with that. Yeah. And then he could die happily. Which I get that. That's, that's good also very him, twisted. But <laughs> I mean, I get like the, oh, he doesn't want the world to go to darkness because of Ethan and Hecate. I still don't trust him. No, I, I feel like he is. Like, all of the men in this episode has done terrible, terrible things for reasons they felt were positive or could be eventually net positive outcomes. And then along the way, the evil just outweighed the good that they were trying to do and became completely consumed by it. And we saw uh, Kentane talk about it. We saw, uh, uh, I want to call him Jethro, but I know it's not his right name. What's the proper name for Ethan's dad? Jacob, Jacob Tolbert. Jacob. Jacob. Uh, we saw it with him, and then we're seeing it with Ethan toward the end. Uh, yep. It, it's all consuming. <laughs> In, yes, yes, I agree. Um, okay, so what we, now let's kind of get into Ethan and Hecate's. You Not know, a fan. Them two. Still on their own in the desert before they even meet up with Sir Malcolm and Katanae. They're running out of water. The horses are dying. Oh, that poor horse when I had to shoot it. I was more emotionally disturbed watching him (laughs) shoot the horse than it was the needle going into the eye. (laughs) So maybe I don't like animals, you know, die in a terrible form. I know. Um, I'm glad they pulled away, the camera pulled away at that. Like, yeah, I don't think we like could have had that. That would have been a soft fest. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, poor horse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're, they're pretty much just wandering around in the desert. And I'm like, first of all, take off your clothes. I know. You're wearing a very heavy wardrobe right now. It's like, you don't have to get rid of your clothes. Just take them off. Yeah, there's no, shed those no layers. one else there. Like, you can just wear whatever you'd like. It's hot. Why do you choose to wear that? I know you layers? I get maybe, sun like, protection. sun protection. Yeah, but, the sun, like, but, but the heavy petticoats could have gone. Yeah, the but I was like, black actually makes you sweat faster because, like, it absorbs the heat at the same rate. It expels the heat. Just a little physics for you. <laughs> but I was like, just take off the clothes. You're you're literally dying. Well, they did later. 
Yeah. Mm, then I wanted them back on. I <laughs> know, right? Put, them, put your clothes back Stop on. Stop doing what you're Ethan. doing. I know. Oh, mm-hmm. I did not like that. Okay. But did you like how Hecate was talking to Ethan be like, hey, I can summon the demons of the night for us. Oh, yes. You know, was and Ethan was all like, yes, let's do it. She's a bad influence. These are the, the friends that your parents warn you about. <laughs> I know that she's bad, but man, do I love when they get into the witchy stuff on this show. Oh, and yeah, like, me too. Watching her cast the blood spell was dope as hell. Like, and we have to use your blood because it works. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay. That noise, sure. too, when she was cutting his hand, that made me squirm a little bit. Yes. You had a few issues watching this. I did. I, you were just a little squeamish. Not to call you out, but just a little squeamish. Just like a little, guys. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they summer all those rattlesnakes to, t- to attack the men at night. So cool. It was very cool. Oh my gosh, so many snakes. Like that was a, such a cool shot. There's a though. lot of rattlesnakes. Oh. Yeah, and, and really creepy, but I, I like how that was how they got their numbers up. When she was like, well, do they have the numbers? And again, we're seeing um, these. What are they calling them creatures of the night on here or beasts of the night? Creatures of this world. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Bible sometimes refers to them as the unclean animals. This is anything that crawls, anything that's four-legged, and any kind of... Well, snakes just in general has an evil connotation. Yeah. As the Satan and the devil. Mm -hmm. Snake. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just like the scorpions, just like the werewolves. Like, they're all unclean animals, and I'm kind of liking... This constant referral and use of them over and over again is really nice. Of course, in the in the desert, so they have to be rattlesnakes. Of course, I mean that's <laughs> a little bit more fitting. But I did like this. This was actually a pretty cool scene. Such a cool, kind of scary for those who are afraid of snakes, but it was fun to watch. Yeah, I like that they all drew guns and tried to do like a western style shootout. But you can't beat snakes that <laughs> yeah, way. No. There's it's a lot of snakes. Work. Good luck. <laughs> and apparently, rattlesnakes don't like fast motion. So. <laughs> And uh, they're not the smartest, but if that if guns are the only resource you have to take out these snakes, sure. But dude, Katane was like his fast reflexes of slicing oh, and dicing that snake. So cool! Pretty I awesome. even missed that first. All of a sudden, snakes had gone. I was like, ooh, Katane, just waiting for a bigly time, slit neck, slit cut, like snake. Like that guy's pretty spry. <laughs> he knows what's up. He knows what's up. He does. Um, that was fun to watch. Uh, and then pretty much we that kind of leads us into the whole story of the hieroglyphics and at mm. night. And we learned the story of the first Apache. And pretty much, okay, now learning this story, mm. just real quickly, that the story there was the, the a coyote unleashed or uh, opened up a bag of darkness that unleashed darkness and animals onto the world. And then a boy was born to take out the animals and bring back the day. Now, knowing this story, do we think that this is Ethan? Is it a story or is it a prophecy? Or is it a book? You go first? You go first. Okay, so as we've been talking about duality mm-hmm. uh, throughout the thing, I think everyone, all of our main characters are at a point of decision making. In the same way as we saw last episode um, where uh, V could either choose like, you can be with the devil, you can be with Satan, or you can continue to rely on God, even though you're not really hearing him, you can go back to that. Here, we have Ethan, who can be a wolf, he can work with Hecate, he could kill his father, or he can go back uh, with Sir Malcolm. He's got all of these choices to make. I think he has the ability to be the savior. Whether he'll choose that or not seems unlikely, at least the way we've ended this episode. Yes. 
Yeah, I th- I think he would need to be motivated or inspired in some way to come back to good and believing in God and not trying to turn the world into just darkness and evil. I I definitely think that they're going to I think they might succeed in in at least the beginning steps of turning the world to darkness and then mm. I hope Vanessa will be a good influence and fix <laughs> the problem. <laughs> And kill Hackaday. <laughs> How ironic is Vanessa being like an influence? Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I like how the story definitely reflects what's going on in Ethan's life. Yeah. But I did like Hackaday's one line, like, uh, are you the warrior that ends the night or are you the wolf that lurks it? So, again, it goes back to the whole decision making. Whether Ethan decides he's good or bad, we'll see. I mean, she doesn't we'll really see. give him a decision. She's like, well, God's failed you. You're, he's not forgiving you. You don't forgive yourself. You might as well be evil. Mm-hmm. But then she weighs the options. But, I mean, you know which one she wants him to go for. And you know which one he's being influenced by because he's around one woman all the time, 24 hours a day. Like, he's going it's to give like, him. It's been, like, it had to have been less than a week. I don't... I don't understand how Ethan got this and wrapped this quickly. Like, I know he's under a lot of stress. I know he's getting closer to home. I know his dads are driving him crazy. <laughs> but you went from, like, trying to stop the world at the end of the last season pretty successfully. I mean, you yeah. did wolf out and kill somebody. But it's completely beyond your control. Mm. It's completely beyond your control. It was not like you, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like at this, I'm a little confused as to why he's like, you know what? Yeah, screw everything. Ugh, quick turnaround. But I think he's just lost hope in everything. So when you've lost hope, you're like, evil. Hackity, let's do it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I I, I definitely can see that, that maybe he's just, he's tried good and he realizes it's failed him. So maybe Mm -hmm. he wants to try evil and see if that works. It's possible. Ethan, it's not going to work. Well, in regular storytelling, it shouldn't work. (laughs) (laughs) This is Penny Penny Dreadful, please. (laughs) But, I mean, we'll we'll see if he actually, hopefully he, he, again, he just needs more positive influences around him to actually choose. Evil Ethan is kind of sexy, so I'm a little (laughs) bit about it. Speaking of sexy, what what about their sex scene? What the Oh, I hated it. Oh, Oh, gosh. And the one part I'd like to bring up is the fact that she's, what did she say? Um, Oh, she said something about killing his father while they're having sex. She's like, oh, like, what about killing, about something about killing his dad? I'm like, who talks about yeah. I mean, their father in general. Talk about your father when you're when having you're sex. When you're having sex. <laughs> no, you awkward. That was just the weirdest part. But she was talking about, like, this is her. I think for her it's like, sexually exciting because, like, she's going to bring the wolf oh, yeah, to the devil. Like, totally turned on. This is yeah, the wolf that of God. I'm going to deliver him to my master. And when you kill your father, you're going to pledge allegiance to my master. Lucifer, I am achieve- your animal. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Weird. Um, I literally have my notes. You wrong. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote <laughs> no Heathen. I was I was like, what about Vanessa? I know, that's what I kept thinking. I was just like, Vanessa, where are you, girls? Like, Come on. Like, I thought you two had something going on. Apparently not. That's out the window. I oh mean, they did, gosh. but then isn't that kind of why they like left at the end? That they didn't feel like at the end of the last season that they didn't feel like they could bring out the best in one another. Luckily, Hecate came into the picture and really fixed things for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that he should be that because she cray. But <laughs> Honestly, but I don't think I Ethan it. should be with either of them. I mean, I like Vanessa more, but I don't. I never really liked Ethan and Vanessa together. I was like, no, you're good just as friends. Friends. Maybe be alone. Friends zone it. Friends zone it. Figure out your life for a minute before you jump into a relationship. 
You just latch onto people. Ethan's like, I need you, but maybe you just need to be a lone wolf for a bit. Like, figure it out. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I see that. I see that. It's just, I think it's that episode where we had Vanessa's um, vision of her future if she didn't have all this uh, darkness and evil after her mm-hmm. with Ethan. Guys, mm-hmm. did that not tug on some heartstrings? I mean, that was sweet, but was that real? No. no. It could have been, But though. I want it to be. That's so beautiful. She had to walk away. She's so strong. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, be like, nope. Because that's when she destroyed those booty dolls. Okay. Speaking of dolls. Oh, oh I mean, my we'll, gosh. We'll get there. But actually, real quick, before we get there, you know, all these fun stories, they're, I mean, that's why we love Penny Dreadful, because all yes. these other stories and just so brilliant and how smart they write them all together. But let's talk about another story that's also pretty fun. Great science fiction, if you guys are into it. Okay, I'm going to pitch you the story. What if today was the last normal day of your life? Cassie Sullivan thought she knew what tomorrow would bring, but she was wrong. We were <laughs> all wrong. The first wave took our power, killing half a million people. The second wave put the number to shame with tsunamis that destroyed everyone within 100 miles of the ocean. Goodbye, coastal cities. That sucks for us. We're in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But after the third wave, only the unlucky remained. Survivors of a virus that left only 3% of the world still standing. In the fourth wave, the others become us. Inhuman beings hiding behind human faces. At the dawn of the fifth wave, we had to choose. Give up or get up and fight. But that was only the beginning. In these last days, Earth's remaining survivors will need to decide what's more important. Saving ourselves or saving what makes us human. Rick Yancey's number one New York Times best-selling novel, The Fifth Wave, introduces us to a group of young people struggling to survive in the aftermath of a catastrophic alien invasion. Its sequel, The Infinite Sea, and the newly released The Last Star, follows them through a series of battles and betrayals as they fight the ultimate war between life and death, hope and despair, love and hate. Entertainment Weekly called the series remarkable, not to be missed under any circumstances, and urges fans to just read it. USA Today is this as a modern sci-fi masterpiece and best-selling author of The Passage, Justin Cronin, raves in the New York Times book review calling The Fifth Wave wildly entertaining. The highly anticipated finale is here and will leave readers stunned. Trilogies, guys! If you like science fiction, if you like trilogies, check out Last Star. It's amazing. Love it. Where can Sounds they find amazing. that? Uh, you can learn more about the Fifth Wave series at fifthwavebooks.com. Fifthwavebooks.com. Check it out, you guys. Check it out. I checked it out. It looks pretty awesome. I actually, I want to read it. I want to read all three of them. Let's start a book club, guys. Let's read. Let's do it. We have we have a whole nother network that's dedicated to just books. Check it out. (laughs) Shoot. But thank you for that. Yes, last star. Awesome. All right. So that kind of just really takes us into. Ethan's father. We have Jacob Talbot. All these episodes, we knew we were eventually going to lead to the father, and we finally get him. And he is something. He really is. You know, all of these episodes built up this evil, ruthless guy that I thought I was just going to hate off the bat, but then he speaks, and you hear a story about his family and what happened, and you're like, oh my gosh, you're just a human that may have some bad in him, may have some good in him, but like every character in the show, and... I feel for him. Exactly. It's like well, that, I think that's one of my main questions. Like, okay, is Jacob, Ethan's father, as bad as we were led to believe? No. No, Ethan really kind of bullshitted <laughs> us a little bit. I a feel, bit. or I'm a little confused as to how much Ethan knew and how much he didn't know. Like he talked about how yes, he was responsible for his family and how he had like 
his father was justified in not liking him, but mm. clearly the details of what went down weren't known to him. And so I wonder what he had previously thought went down and if that made a difference. Like, maybe he thought his father fought the Apache back and, like, what happened was, you know, everyone's fault. Um, but no, this guy is clearly just a man who wanted to clear a land of its original people and probably took on more than he bargained for. I have a problem sympathizing with people that are like, I'm just slaughtering an entire more people. Than he <laughs> <could chew. laughs> like, yeah. Definitely conflicted. I mean, I, I did feel bad for Jacob, um, now learning his side of the story, because um, we see that Eth- it was Ethan's idea to raid his own father's place. He brought the devil to their doorstep, yes, literally. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I feel bad because I don't think Ethan ever planned on actually killing the family, just killing the guards and getting what they came for. Yeah, yeah. but I'll, I think it's so unfair to say, like, Ethan, like, you did this to us, like, he had the plan, but you've been killing people for a while. Like, people wanted you dead. They were probably going to have found a way to get into your combat. Would they have been as successful without Ethan? Probably not. But I think retribution was coming in some way. But I also feel like, I mean, when you lose someone, you want someone to blame. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he was the easy person to blame rather than accepting the situation for what it was. And obviously he has a lot of anger, so a lot of hurt. And he wants Ethan to... Say he's sorry and to, well, uh, beg forgiveness to God as well, but repent. Yeah, more so. And Ethan's like, nope, I'm evil now. But it was just, oh gosh, that whole when he was describing that scene, yeah. it was really hard to listen to. It Ooh. was so sad, masterfully told. By oh, the way, that so well done. so good. Mm-hmm. Like to not get any flashbacks, but to be able to kind of see with your mind's eye, like yeah. what happened in what places. I thought that was really well done. And we've talked so much about, like, men turning into animals in this episode. Even Kentonade talks about how, like, as we were killed off, we started to become monsters just because out of desperation and hatred for what was happening to us. And I think we're, again, getting that from all sides of guys who were kind of thrust into a war and just devolved into their lowest selves. And it's kind of fascinating to see now the outcome, now that everyone's like, I want to, like, solve this and get justice. Like there really can't be any justice. No. All of you have literal blood on your hands. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, it, it was really sad to hear just uh, because, you know, when we were watching it, I was like, okay, we saw the photo of Ethan, his father, and his brother. I was like, where's the mother? Where's, like, where's the rest of his family, if he had rest of him? And we did find out that he had a mother and a sister and mm-hmm. a brother. Like, okay, so what happened to them? And then we find out that, like, kill the whole family, which is really sad, and how they tortured the mother. Oh, my gosh. The oh. mother's story stuck out to me the most. That's the way he... horrible. Like, makes me it's cringe. Like, I don't even want to recant what the heck they did to her, but literally cutting off her tongue and making her blind and cutting out her eyes. That That is just torture. In her that was the self. sister, though, right? The mother was scalped, and then the sister... The mother was scalped, and yeah. then they cut her yeah, yeah, yeah. tongue and cut out her eyes to, walk the, to wander the earth. Blind and mute. So awful. Oh, that's horrible. Horrible. Um, but, in, and I think it was just surprising to have it come from hearing that the Apache were the ones who were responsible for that. Yeah, I agree. It didn't really surprise me once uh, Cantonese started going into his, like, talking about how they kind of devolved. And it made a lot of sense to me. That's a lot of hate and rage to carry around to know that, like, your people were slaughtered and people didn't care and then prosper off the land that was once yours. I... Mm obviously not condoning, but completely understand where that amount of rage and hate could come from. 
Yes. It's just yeah. the way it was gone about. I don't know. It was just... I, I Again, get, not I get right. Yeah, There's no, no totally. justice in any just, of it. It's no. hard. It's such a gray area. And I totally... But it's just like... Uh, it's juicy. It's a good yeah. story. <laughs> it is. It's a very good storytelling. And I, I think I feel more for the father because he seemed like such a religious man. Yeah. I mean, if you... Think of all the religious references he brought up. The prodigal son... They, the fact that they died in a chapel, no mm. less, and then uh, just like all these, like the son's name was Paul. So, so just like there was a lot of religious symbolism going on with the whole family, and now we kind of understand how Ethan was a religious person, yeah. yeah, because it came from his family. I kind of felt bad for the father when he was talking to Ethan before he takes him into the chapel, and he was like, "Oh no, not my soul! I completely understand that I'm gonna burn in hell yeah, forever and ever." Yeah, the, the religious aspects of that really, for some reason, got to be more than the whole reading of the story. Because if you're religious and you're also believing, like, well, no, I'm just going to hell. I can't think of anything worse than being, like, I know the Father and I love him and I could go to heaven, but the choices I made, I'm pretty much like, damned nope. myself. Nope. Uh, really sad. Really just, it's just, again, it's sad knowing Ethan's side, knowing, like, all four different stories and how what really went down with Ethan's past, mm -hmm. his family, how he's tied to the Apaches, how they're tied back to his family. Oh, not what I was expecting, honestly. Ethan was much more of a pawn than I guess I ever thought he was. He seemed so independent and mm -hmm. um, kind of a self-supporter as far as we've known him. So to see him, you know, shoved into one life by one father, then literally another life by another then father. Forced evil ways by another father. Right. And then now to just be like, I guess it's just what I am. It's just evil. Like, it, it kind of made me see him as a child for the first time and kind of what his dads must see when they look at him. It's just this poor lost boy who has no idea, like, what to do with his life now. Mm. And again, it explains where he, how he got to where he is now with wanting to give up on all the good. I mean, it makes sense now that we know the whole story. Yeah. Yes, yes. But it kind of ends with the father pointing the gun at him. Oh, my goodness. Well, he just wants will to force him. Shoot, yes, will... <laughs> Jacob shoot his own son. No. I mean, if the thing for next week was an indication, nah. But <laughs> but I also don't think Hecate is too far away. Oh. There were a lot of dark corners nah. in that church. Hecate's in the next bedroom right next to them. Furthest. The furthest too she's close away for comfort. in the next bedroom. And we know what she can do from far distances. Well, she is in the bedroom full of creepy dolls. Yes. Yeah, don't yes. don't give that girl a doll. They don't Porcelain know that yet. dolls. Oh my no. gosh. Bad decisions. They did not watch season two. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they didn't. Um, yeah, I, I have in my notes creepy dolls slash voodoo. Will we see more of the evil witchiness from yes, Hecate? Oh, yeah. They wouldn't put those dolls in there for no reason. Yeah, right in the foreground of the yeah. shot at her feet. I was so like, many. oh. And there's so many <laughs> options for her. I know. Just choose one. I'm there's a like little bit afraid that she one might. One for each. Yeah, I'm afraid she might summon, like, the mother or the daughter and just creep everybody or way out. The oh. other nightcomers. Yes. Oh. All of those terrifying things. Already. Yes. I wonder how fast <laughs> they can appear, because I know... She's in America right now. Are the other ones still in e Europe? Can they be summoned at the, you know... From a distance? Do they have to be a part of the same coven? Far? Or can she reach witches in America? Can they literally <laughs> go through, like, the earth? Like, they go through walls? I don't know. That'd be cool, though. We'll I'm about all of the things you want to bestow on me, witchy-wise. <laughs> so cool. Um, yes. 
I think those dolls would definitely come into play, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. That'll be fun. I can't wait to see. That'll be fun. (laughs) All right. Anything else about this episode? Do you guys think he kept the chapel waiting for this moment for Ethan to come back? Yeah. Yeah. Why else would he? He's like, I kept this chapel exactly the way it was. I was like, okay, did you leave the body still there? (laughs) I was expecting to see dead, rotting corpses, and I wasn't fully prepared. Me too. Same here. I'm kind of getting, once again, a little bit glad that we skipped that, because that's really dark to see, like, a dead child there. Mm -hmm. Um, But that, to me, makes him a little bit less sympathetic. For me, anyway, it just... It's so long to hold on to. I mean, again, what you saw was awful and, and horrible, and Bye. I can't even begin to imagine. But then, like, I'm going to preserve it so that when he comes back, I can just rub it in his face. Like, mm, seems hefty. I mean, I get that, but you got to remember the whole storyline of Penny Dreadful has only been, like, a year, year and This a half. is fair. And because even his father knew that Ethan lived at the mansion for a year, yeah. they said in yeah. tonight's episode. So, like, the time span, that's that's a, still a short enough amount to still be mad at something. It's a fresh Yeah, and okay, I'll that. never gave up on looking for Ethan either. Like, if he kept yeah. it and he stopped looking for him, but he, I mean, that guy is going to get <laughs> what he wants. coming home. <laughs> yeah, and so they've always sense. been pursuing Ethan since from the first season. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think okay, a year, a year and a half is still a short enough time to be still feel really mad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we saw a little bit of Rusk and Osto. They're still, like, so irrelevant in this They're episode. They're so irrelevant. But I think the, the good line that I, I guess we got from Rusk is, like, I will disavow the code and shoot Ethan in the back. It's like, dude, you are so behind everybody else. Yeah, but we also got this really clear picture of Rusk that I feel like we haven't had so far with the story of him, how he lost his arm and him being like, oh no, I carterized that and I went and grabbed that assassin, drug him back and then went to a ward. Like, he... Like, he's a I, badass. Yeah, okay. well, and I like the fact that he's like, I'm going forward. Like, we're going to catch this guy. And it makes me feel, at least now, like, oh, I kind of get why you're here now, I guess. Yeah, I was like, he's determined. I think the only reason why he's still around is that he will eventually catch up with him. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you'd hope but the so. Fact Otherwise, that Sir Malcolm and Ketanate, and even the those guys on the horses, and, and uh, you know, like, and just everyone already catching up to Ethan and Hecate's, like, Rusk and Oscar Stowe, they're still so far behind. And after he, like, bragged about being such a great tracker, hmm, how great, though. Yeah. He's not fast. He's good. <laughs> he's like, he's I'll, efficient. I'll find where you are. Okay. I'll just be days behind. So, <laughs> okay, but now hearing the shoot Ethan in the back, do you think Rusk will actually get an opportunity to take on Ethan? <laughs> he says no. 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 Uh, I think there's more to learn about Rusk now after hearing that story and the fact that it was the snakes. And things that made him be like, I will disavow any oath I've taken. And the fact that he's so attached to his oath, making me think there's maybe something religious or supernatural that he, like, he hates supernatural beings. I feel like there's something deeper than just a policeman's, like, sense of duty and honor. There seems like some oh, yeah. cultish, religious Like, he's thing. been pushed to the point where, like, codes don't bother him anymore. He'll just do whatever it right. takes. Right. And man built on code. I week. did like the music during that though. Yeah. When he said he said his line and then they rode off into the de- distance. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> He's doing All right. <laughs> you're still a day behind everybody, but you're fine. You're in it. I'll take it. Okay. Well, fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. Super lot, fun. I'm glad they answered a lot of questions about Ethan and mm-hmm. his family. So, all right. With that, let's get to predictions. Yes, please. And now you're after Buzz. <laughs> Very fitting for this show. 
<laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Okay, I definitely think that Hecate is going to get crazy with those dolls and do some voodoo stuff. Mm-hmm. I also think that, again, with the with the Victor and Jekyll thing, I think they're going to plot against Lily, and then Jekyll is going to try bringing Lily in, and something's going to go very wrong. I'm waiting, I'm so waiting for the Vanessa and Ethan reunion. I don't even know if it's going to happen this season, guys, and I'm kind of disappointed, but if it will happen, I think it'll happen in the season finale, and then hopefully things will be good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So after last week's episode, I came up with a theory that uh, Vanessa is Lilith. For those of you who don't know, uh, Lilith is a woman pictured sometimes in the Bible, sometimes not, um, who was, like, the first, like, woman in the Garden of Eden and was also very evil. She's sometimes depicted as the first vampire in certain stories, Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes as the devil's bride, hence the vampire devil thing we got in the last. Uh, she's also, and perhaps most importantly, the, the, uh, like, queen of the, uh, unclean creatures, which we talked a little about earlier, Mm -hmm. anything that crawls, anything before paws. Uh, I think that as we move forward and people get closer and we learn more about our own unclean creatures, uh, the werewolves, the scorpions, um, I think that she and Ethan are going to have to make some decisions that determine whether we spill completely in tonight or if we get to come out into the day and sunshiny things. I think that they're going to have to get back together if only because the two of them are the ones that seem to have the most choice in the way that things flow. So they are either going to get together or, and I'm kind of hoping for this, I feel bad saying it, I think they're going to have to go against each other. Ooh. Ethan versus Vanessa, I'm calling it now, and I'm ready. How so dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first they have to get back together in order to do that. I like that. That's kind of cool. Um, I think, because we saw it in the, when they were in the chapel at the end, and there, this, the moonlight was so bright behind Ethan. I wonder if it's a full moon, and if Ethan will actually wolf out. My and heart. take out the men. And I don't know if his father will shoot him. I think he's. I think a lot of TV shows do this, that they'll attempt to shoot, and then their hand gets, like, moved somehow, like someone mm-hmm. intervenes, and they shoot, and then they completely miss. I think something like that will happen. Mm-hmm. But, I, don't, I mean, we just got the father. The father's not going to kill Ethan in the first encounter no. that we see with him. So I don't think Ethan's, uh, the, Jacob's going to kill his son. But I think Ethan might kill his father. Oh, I don't totally. think Ethan will kill his father. I think Ethan would kill anyone at I this think he point wants in time to. right now. Think he but I don't to. think he will. I think even if he wolfs out... Okay, but the thing was, even when he wolfed out around Hecate, and he did, or was it Vanessa and... Ra- yeah, both of them. He didn't kill either of them. I also don't think he's going to kill his father. Okay, so who do you think is going to die? Katane or Jacob? Katane. I really don't want him to die, and I I feel like that snake bite is wimpy. I feel like he's like, nah, no rattlesnake's taking me out. He's so badass. I don't, man, someone's gonna die, that's for sure. Uh, I think it's either Jacob or Katane. I'm gonna go with Jacob because that's who I want to die, but Katane seems like a reasonable choice. Uh, Katane, please. (laughs) I think, yeah, I I think it'd be interesting if Katane died. But I would feel bad if the father died now knowing his side of the story. Me too. Like, he kind of doesn't deserve bad. to die. No. Even though he might. Okay. All right. Like, that's what totally he deserves to die. Like, a lot of people would deserve to die in Penny Dreadful. Yes. Okay, For being real. I'll give you that. Eventually, they will all meet back up in London. Because they've been apart for way too long. Too and I don't long. like it. We're I mean, last there. week we got all of Vanessa. And this week we got all of Ethan and Sir Malcolm. But they're still not together. And we didn't even get freaking John John Clare and Lily. Lily and Dory. Where is Lily We just need, like, 
everybody together again. Mm-hmm. Because that's all. I mean, like, these episodes are so good individually, but mm-hmm. it's they're so much better when they're together. Okay. I agree. With that, where can everyone keep following you? Hey, guys. I'm Renee Ariel, and you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel. I'm Joel Monique. You can find me on Instagram at Joel underscore Monique or on Twitter at Joel Monique. And every week on Black Girl Nerds, check out my new Star Trek fan day event thing on Black Girl Nerds. It was amazing. Cool. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun social media platforms at AfterBuzz TV. Keep tuning in. Keep watching. Keep listening. Keep rating, downloading. Um, read The Last Star because that seems awesome too and right up our alley yeah. thank you everyone for commenting keep them coming we love reading them on YouTube yes, you guys are awesome and we will see you next time from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.